looks like on the outside. With God, I want you to know all things are possible. With God, it's never too late. To give you a little backdrop about the book of Joel, Joel was a prophet who was raised up to speak to a nation that was facing a pandemic. They had just experienced the worst plague and it devoured all of their crops. Wildfires had burned what was left. And the economy was totally destroyed. And the people were wondering, where is God? And God raised up a man by the name of Joel to speak and prophesy. Listen to what he says. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God. For he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and abounding in love. He relents from sending calamity. Who knows? I like that. Who knows? He may turn and have pity and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Declare a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, consecrate the assembly, bring together the elders, gather the children, those nursing on the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber, and let the priests who minister before the Lord, let them weep between the temple porch and, let, and the altar, and let them say, spare your people. O Lord, do not make your inheritance an object of scorn, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the people, where is their God? Then the Lord will be jealous for his land, and he will take pity on his people. Father, I thank you today for adding a blessing to the reading of your word. You know, throughout Israel's history in times of national calamity, we see that in the Old and the New Testament, when there was national calamity, when there was famines, whatever, often God's people turned to the Lord in prayer, in fasting. I want to tell you, I want to share with you this morning three reasons why I believe in the midst of a national crisis, why we need to turn to the Lord in, in fasting and prayer. First of all, fasting enables us to give God our whole heart. I I'm apologize, I normally send out the outline, but what happened was uh, uh, we had a problem with the program, the technical difficulties, just the devil, but how I many are you going to still hear the word this morning? But hear me, God wants our whole heart. Look at somebody and say, God wants your whole heart. He don't want half of he don't want half a heart. He want our whole heart. Joe says, even now, return with all your heart. Rend your heart 
and not your garment. I want to say it again. Jesus don't want just part of your life. He wants your whole life. He wants to be Lord of all. He wants to be Lord of every area of our lives. And one of the things that, te- that fasting does is fasting gives us the, the grace to deny ourselves so in order to seek him. How many you know God begins to say when people are willing to give up food to seek him, how many you know he knows he got our attention? It, it, Dr. Mika just sent me a note. You got your, she sent the notes, so if you got your emails, if you got your smartphone, whatever, you can pull it up on your smartphone devices. But anyway, so here, here, what, here what I want you to know that let me just tell you. Often we're waiting on God, but God is waiting on us. You know, God, he doesn't want part of our heart. He wants our whole heart. You know, I remember as a boy growing up, uh, I went to church. But I, I want you to know that often I was in church, but church wasn't in me. Often I'd go to church, but my heart wasn't in it. Let me just tell you, that was times I was in church, but I couldn't wait till church was over to go watch the football game or whatever was coming on after. Often I couldn't wait till church was over to, to, go, to, to go home and eat some of my mama's good cooking. Because you know what? I, God didn't have folk of the religious people in Matthew 15. He said, these people honor me with their lips. But their heart is far from me. See, man see the outward, but God sees the heart. Listen to what Jesus is saying in Matthew's gospel. In Matthew 15, he says, he say, they worship me in vain. Their teachings are but rules taught by men. In other words, God was saying their worship is worthless because they're coming out of duty. But I really don't have their heart. And I want you to know that God wants our heart I want you to know when you get desperate enough, God, you, you're not, you don't want just what God can do for you. You want God. Anybody in here want God in your life? Anybody want what he can do in our life? Anybody want to see him? See, some people, they come to church for different reasons. It's amazing what, what, what God will do if there was, you know, let, let me just tell you, the real test is, is when, when, uh, when, when there's no, when, when you come and, and uh, you're, not, you're, not, you're not here to to. To, to, to impress nobody. You're not here to show off nobody. You're just here because, God, I want you. That's why I like, I like rainy days. Because, I mean, you know, you got them Christians who only come to God when everything's going right and sunny. But I want you to know, God want to know where you worship him, even when times are difficult, even when times are hard, even when it's, when it's a crisis. And I want you to know that it's in those times that God moves when he has our whole heart. Many of us claim the scripture. Everybody got this scripture on their refrigerator. Everybody quoted Jeremiah 29, 11. You can know it by heart. You say, I know the plans that I have for you, said the Lord. Plans to do you good and not evil. Plans to give you a, a future and a hope. How many of you know that scripture? How many of you heard that? We love that scripture. But you know what? The problem, the problem is nobody quote the second part of that verse. God plans all for you good. Look at somebody and say, God's plan for you is good. I know you're not supposed to talk to one another, but if you're family now, you can talk to one another. I want you to know that God's plan for us is good. In spite of the calamity, listen what, Israel was backslidden. They had been exiled into Babylon. But God raised up a prophet by the name of Jeremiah. He said, listen, I know it looks bleak. I know it looks hopeless, but God wants you to know my plan for you is still good and not evil. My plan is to give you a hope and a future. They were looking, they were in despair. But this is the next, put, put the next part of the verse. They got already up there. He says, listen what he says. 
Then you will call on me. Somebody call on him. Listen, then you will call on me and pray to me, and I will listen to you. When will he listen? You will seek me and find me when you search with half your heart. When you search with 70% of your heart. When you search with, when you, with only on Sunday. No, God says you're going to find me when you search with all your heart. Say all your heart. And God wants our whole heart. And one of the things that fasting does, it, it puts us in a place to give God our whole heart. God says, listen, when you come to the place when he is more important than food. I don't know about you, but I like eating. Anybody like eating beside me? Oh, I tell you, uh, just thinking about fasting make me hungry. Oh, I tell you, uh, some of you, come on, if you be honest, when you talk, talk about fasting, oh, I better eat as much. <laughs> The reality is that, you know what, here's the reality. We have the, the, the God of our belly. Food rep represent our sustenance, represent the things that sustain us. You know, that's why Jesus said, pray, give us this day our daily bread. It represents our provision. It represents our life. God knows that when you're willing to give up food for him, he got your heart. Can I have an amen? And I want you to know that throughout the Bible, when people really wanted to get hold of God, they were willing to fast and pray. That's why I'm so grateful that we have a governor who's willing to say, let me just tell you, it's amazing. I, I say, isn't it ironic that God has had to shut everything down. Listen, God, God's trying to get your attention because some of us, we go from one season to the next. When it's not football, it's baseball. When it's not baseball, it's basketball. When it's not basketball, it's something else. And we live for one of for one activity to the next. But I mean, sometimes God will shut it all down so that he can, so that we can see, God, we need you. I believe, listen, God has shut down Hollywood. God has shut down the NBA. God has shut down the NFL, the ABA, every one of them. I want you to know, God is trying to say, listen, I want your attention. God is trying to say, you need me. Can I have an amen? God wants us to want him more than anything else. David was a man after God's own heart. God, he said in Psalm 42, he said, as the deer pants for water, uh, so my soul longs for you. See, one of the things that fasting does, fasting is enables us to deny ourselves. Fasting, for those of you that's new to it, is abstaining from food in a significant way for the purpose to hunger and seek after God. Anybody here want more of God? I want you, anybody here realize we need God? I want you to know when they sung that song, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit. I want you to know our nation needs to see a move of God. Our community needs to see a move of God. And I believe that if we'll pray and we'll fast and pray, God will move in a special way. I don't know about you, but I believe more than anything that God is about to do something because I believe that when people are willing to fast and pray, God will move in a mighty way. Somebody say amen. amen. Psalm 119 says, with my whole heart have I sought thee. Let me not wander from your command. I want you to know God wants our whole heart. 
in the book of Hosea chapter 6, God says, listen, I don't want your sacrifices. I want your heart. I want your love. That's what he was letting them know. Listen, I don't want your religious duty. I want your heart. And I want you to know if we're going to get God's attention, God wants our heart. He doesn't want outward religious activity. He want to know that we want him. And I want you to know I believe that God has dried up everything, that God, we need you. Anybody realize we need God in this place? Then I want you to know if we will seek him, if we will realize that fasting is an opportunity for us to say, God, I want to give you my whole heart. Secondly, fasting enables us to and demonstrates, fasting enables us to demonstrate genuine repentance. Genuine repentance. I read a little bit of that last week. Listen to what Joel said. Come to me in fasting. Listen, weeping. Sorry for your sins. I'm reading the message about sorry for your sins. Listen, change your life. Don't just change your clothes. Throughout the Bible, when the people of God face crisis, often they they turn to God with 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 humble themselves with weeping and genuine repentance. Listen, what I'm going to read this. I read it last week in Second Corinthians chapter seven, verses ten. For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin. Let me just tell you, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you hadn't turned away from sin, you really hadn't repented. See, we, we think that, oh, when we say, I'm sorry, that we repented. No, listen, if you go back out and do the same thing, there has been no real repentance. But God is looking for a people who will really not just turn their lips, not just say with their mouth, but really turn their hearts, really change their lives. God is trying to address some things in our lives. We've made a whole lot of things I we made we put a whole lot of things before God. This pandemic is a, is sometimes an example. Let me just tell you it, how how much is God when God has to shut down the church building. Then we find out who really loves Jesus. It's one thing to say, but sometimes God will show us our heart. And one of the things that fasting does it allows God to search our hearts, to try our thoughts, to see. If there be any wicked way in us. As I was reading 2 Corinthians, he said, For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience is the kind that leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow. But worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, leads to death. See, there's a worldly sorrow because you got caught. There's a worldly sorrow because things are going wrong. But you know, a godly sorrow say, God, we want you. We've offended you. God, we, 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 you know, when I was growing up, I, we had the act of contrition. They would say, oh, my God, I'm heartily sorry for having offended thee. Sin is an offense to God. When we, it's not just what you did to others. It, you, it's a reminder. You've offended God. And I want you to know, as a country, as a people, we have offended the Lord. Let me just tell you. Listen what Nehemiah. We're going to see this example all through the Bible. That when God's people realized that was crisis, calamity. They often turned to God with fasting and weeping. That means repentance. Turning to God. Listen what Nehemiah did. Nehemiah. I'm reading Nehemiah chapter 1 verses 3 and 4. Many of you know the story. Nehemiah was, was, was a cupbearer. That means he was like, he was like a, an assistant to the president. 
And uh, for those who know what a cupbearer, in those days, if you wanted to poison the president, uh, you, you, would, you would put some poison in his wine, and when he went to drink his wine, it'd kill him. So anybody who was a president wanted somebody who was trustworthy to hold his cup. You didn't just let anybody hold your cup. So Nehemiah was, was trusted by the king. So he was a trusted servant. He was the king's cupbearer. And so Nehemiah was a king's cupbearer. But listen to what he said. Then he... Nehemiah asks about what was the condition of the nation. He was in Babylon. He, 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 was, he was exiled. But his people, God's people, was back in Jerusalem. And, and then, he, then they said to me, the things are not going well. How many things not going well right now in the United States? Things are not going well. Listen, They said things are not going well for those who have returned to the province of Judah. Listen. There is great trouble and disgrace. How many know right now there's great trouble in our nation? How many know it seems like our nation is coming apart at the seams? How many know, uh, I don't care, listen, it, it takes God to turn this thing around. They went on to say, listen, the walls of Jerusalem are torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. I was reading an article this past week, and one of it was either in U.S. News or, or Washington Post, one of them, and it was just saying how right now our nation is at a very fragile, fragile situation. It's like a powder keg waiting to go off. They begin to say how that the slightest thing can cause riots to break out all over our nation. They're just saying there's such hostility. Partly because people have been isolated. Partly because people have, have, have people are frustrated. Partly because people are tired of this pandemic. In addition to seeing the racial unrest and all of it, it says that right now we are at a very fragile. I want you to know, America is on fire. And just like Nehemiah heard that the gates that that, that the gates have been burned by fire. I want you to know, America is on fire. Now listen, listen what Nehemiah's response was. He said, the walls of Jerusalem have been burned down and his gates have been destroyed by fire. Now listen what he said. When I heard this, I sat down, I wept. I wept, in fact, for days. I mourned, I fasted, and I prayed to the God of heaven. Listen what his prayer is. I'm going to just read part of his prayer in verse 6. He said, I confess that we have sinned against you. Did you hear that? It wasn't Nehemiah, but listen what he said. Listen, I confess that we have sinned. Yes, even my own family and I have sinned. Nehemiah identified with the nation. I want you to know that if there's problems in the nation, I want you to know if, as the people of God, we have to identify that we're part of the problem. Can I have an amen? I'm going to say it again. If there's a problem in the nation, then we have to take responsibility that part of it is our problem. That's why when God said in 2 Chronicles 7:14, if my people... He didn't say it, the world, the world, the world, listen, the Bible says you are the light of the world. 
You are a city set up on the hill. If people are walking in darkness, it's maybe because we're not shining a light. It says, you are the salt of the earth. Salt in the Bible was used to preserve. Salt in the Bible was used to stop decay. If everything is decaying around you, could it be that we've lost our salt? Can I have an amen? And we have to acknowledge that much of the church today has lost its salt. Today, the church have lost its light. I want you to know that it's, I, I'm grateful for a governor that is called for prayer and fasting. But that was a time when, when calamity happened because the church was, was at the forefront, because the church was affecting the country. That was a time because the church was the conscience of the nation. That was a time when they would call on the church and say, let's pray and fast. But do you see, they've relegated the church. They, they don't see us as important anymore. Because we've lost our salt. But I mean, you know, we're going to get it back. Can I have an amen? We must identify that the condition of the nation is a reflection of the church. As someone once said, if there's, if there's a fog in the, in the pew, that's because there's first a mist in the pulpit. And all over America today, because preachers and God's people have not always preached the uncompromising word of God. Because we have been guilty. We have been guilty. Listen, I'm not talking about nobody. I'm putting the blame right here. Because we have failed to be a light. Because we have failed to take a stand. Because we have sometimes called good evil and evil good. Because we have sometimes closed our eyes when, 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 and sometimes for the wrong reason have failed to speak up. Let me just tell you, nothing has changed. People, this, this happened in Jesus' day and so it is today. Jesus was saying of, of the religious leaders of his day, you know, they were the problem. The problem of the nation falls on the, on the responsibility of the leaders. So I take full responsibility. That's why Nehemiah, when he recognized that there was a problem in Jerusalem, he said, we have sinned. We have sinned. But here's the good news. But if my people, how many are God's people today? But if my people, come on. I said if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn. See, that's what fa fasting allows us to turn to God, to seek him as never before. You know, when I was reading examples in the Bible, you know what? It gives me, this is what gives me hope. That was once the, 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 the most wicked king in Israel, y'all know his name. Who is the most wicked king in Israel? Ahab. Somebody already said Ahab. Ahab. Anybody ever heard of Ahab? Ahab was so wicked. That he, he was so wicked that God, God said, I'm going to certainly punish him because he's done, he's, he's done more wicked than all the kings before him. But listen to the story of Ahab in 1 Kings chapter 21. Elijah the prophet Elijah went to, to tell Ahab, listen, because you have done such evil, because you have done such wickedness, God's going to surely judge you and every member of your household. Now listen, what's, listen what Ahab did. In 1 Kings 21, 27, but when Ahab heard the message, he tore his clothing. He dressed in burlap and fasted. Say he fasted. Listen, he even slept in burlap and went about in deep mourning. 
Then another message from the Lord came to Elijah. Listen to what the Lord said. Do you see how Ahab has humbled himself before me? Because he has done this, I will not do what I promised during his lifetime. It will not, it will, it will happen to his son. I will not, but I will destroy Zion, but I will not do in his lifetime. Isn't that amazing that here was a man that was so wicked yet because when he fasted and prayed, God, God relented. God turned. God said, no, I will not bring judgment. If, I, if that man will humble himself and seek his faith, I'm going to spare him. Isn't that amazing? See, who can understand the compassion, the mercy of the gra- and the grace of God? There's another example of a, of a wicked king. Uh, the, many of you know the Ninevites. God said their wickedness came, was so great that it came up into the heaven. And he sent a prophet by the name of Jonah to go tell them that 40 days and Nineveh will be destroyed. And first. But listen what happened in Nineveh when the people heard in, first, in, in, in Jonah chapter 3, verses 5 through 10. So the people of Nineveh, so the people of Nineveh believed God and they proclaimed a fast and they put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. Then the word came to the king of Nineveh, and he rose from his throne, laid aside his robe, covered himself in sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast nor herd nor flock taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water, but let the man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Listen, yes, let everyone turn from his evil way, from their violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his anger so that we may not perish? Now listen, then God saw, say God saw. I like this about the Lord. Then God saw their works. What did he saw? He saw that they genuinely repented. He saw that they were willing to fast. He saw that they were willing to turn to the Lord. Listen, and God saw their works. And they turned, listen, that turn, they turned from their evil way. And God relented from the disaster he had said he would bring upon them. And he did not do that. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? See, that's what gives me hope because I believe that, listen, I don't care how bad things look. I believe that if we'll turn to the Lord, I believe if we'll give God our true heart and if we'll genuinely repent, and Lord, I believe that God will hear from heaven and God will turn it around. I want to close with this last part. Listen to me. This is why, this is why I have hope because, listen, fasting allows us to appeal to the character of God. The Bible says in Joel 2.13, return to the Lord your God. Listen, for he is gracious. He is compassionate. He is slow to anger. He is abounding in love. He relents from sending calamity. Oh, I, I, I like that. Listen, let the, the message Bible says it this way. Change your life, not just change your clothes. Come back to God. You're God. And here's why. Because God is kind. He's merciful. God extract and he puts up with a lot. 
the most patient God, extravagant in love. Listen, always ready to cancel catastrophe. How many believe God wants to cancel it? I believe, listen, I don't care what it looks like right now. Listen, you might not believe, but I'm telling you, you're going to stand and see the salvation of the Lord. You're going to stand and see God do a miracle. I believe that God is about to turn things around. Why? I believe that just as he did for Nineveh, I believe just as he did for Ahab, I believe that God can find the people who will turn to God. See, we must appeal to the character of God. This is what I know about God. God doesn't give us what we deserve. Somebody ought to give God some praise. This is what I know about God. He's a merciful God. I'm so glad that God didn't judge me in my sin, but he had mercy. Somebody thank God for the mercy of God. That's why, listen, that's why it's called the mercy seat. We can come to the throne room of grace and find mercy. Somebody say mercy. Hear me carefully. We deserve judgment. We deserve judgment. But God wants to show mercy. It's the nature of God to show mercy. It's the nature of God to turn it around. And I'm telling you today that God is saying to you and I, this is why we're fasting. This is why I have confidence. Listen, I believe that God was just waiting for somebody to humble themselves and pray. God, God, God is saying, I want to turn it around, Neil. God is saying, Neil, I want to cancel this catastrophe. I want, I want to turn things around. God wants to make Louisiana an example to the nation that when we turn to the Lord, he will turn to us. He has torn us, but he will heal us. He has wounded us, but he will bind up our wounds. As I close, I want to challenge all of you to join me. For three days of prayer and fasting. Everybody can fast in some way. The governor and his wife are going to fast every day at noon. They're not going to eat lunch, but they're going to they're be fasting to pray for the end of this COVID-19 pandemic. That's the very least that you can do. Some of you might want to fast from sunup to sundown. Isn't it amazing? We got... We got Muslims who will fast for 30 days from sunup to sundown. Isn't it amazing? And yet ought not the people of God who are called by his name, shouldn't we be willing to seek the face of God? Humble ourselves and seek him in prayer and fasting. I believe that's the very least we can do. See, we, we fasting, fasting is death to the, to the self-life. Fasting is death to our flesh. But I believe with all my heart. I believe that if if we will deny ourselves and say, God, I want you. We need you to move. We need you to heal. We need you to turn things around. God, we need you to turn to, 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 to cause to cancel this pandemic. I believe he can do it. How many believe God can do it? I, 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 some of you don't believe. I believe. How many believe God can do it? How, how, how many believe that God can, can set us free? Listen, I believe that God can turn it around. I don't just believe, I believe God's going to turn it around. I believe God's going to cancel this. I believe that God's going to cause this thing to one truth. And people are going to know that there's no God but Jehovah. People are going to know that he's the one true God. He still works miracles. His name is Jesus Christ. And I believe that God wants to make our state an example to the nation. And so I want to challenge you. To join me in fasting and praying. 
Some of you can fast a complete fast. You might say, I'm going to fast for three days. What, what's three days to go without food? I'm, I'm, I'm going to challenge you. I'm not telling you how to fast, but you pray. Say, God, how do you fast? But what I can tell you this, if it don't mean nothing to you, it don't mean nothing to God. We got people who are fast and they gain weight on the fast. Well, I could tell you, that ain't no fast. I'm going to say it again. If it don't mean anything to you, it won't mean nothing to God. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. A Daniel fast. Daniel, Daniel said, I didn't eat no pleasant food. I eat no pleasant bread. But I sought the Lord in prayer, in mourning, in weeping. Some of you might want to fast like Daniel. Some of you might want to have a partial fast. But here's what I know. I don't care what's your condition. I don't care what's your medical condition. Everybody can fast. Everybody can pray. Let me just tell you, when you're desperate, listen to me, you make God more important than anything. I want you to know, I shared the story a few, uh, uh, about, a, about a month ago. I got a call from my daughter that, that my granddaughter was being rushed to the hospital, that, that, that she wasn't responding. Let me just tell you, I didn't eat breakfast that morning. I rushed, I dropped everything. You know what? I forgot anything about hunger. I didn't even eat lunch that day. I forgot anything about food. All was, there was one thing on my mind. God, will you move? God, will you change? God, will you deliver? God, we need you. And I want you to know when you're hungry for God, you ain't worried about food. You want God to move. Anybody here hungry for God? That's why I say you get, hung, you get hungry enough for God, you'll give up food. You, you give up, you, you get hungry. Some of us just ain't hungry for You get desperate enough for God, you'll, you'll, you'll seek the Lord. And so as I close, I want to just ask you, if you're, if you're committed, let's, let's, let's be on one accord. I want you to know if the governor of our state, if he and his wife can call a fast, and they say, we're going to fast for three days. We're not going the, the, to eat during the lunch hour, and we're going to spend time praying. Isn't that amazing? Come on, let's just thank God. For, come on, let's thank God. For, let me just say, I want to ask you, I believe in commitment. How many of you are going to commit that you're going to fast in some feet over the next three days? Just stand on your feet. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you as we close. Stand on your feet because we're going to close. Listen to me. I want to appeal to those of you that's watching by, by Facebook, by watching by YouTube. Let me just tell you, God is calling us to three days of prayer and fasting. Our governor has declared a three-day proclamation of prayer and fasting. I believe that if we'll seek him, that God will respond in an amazing way. James said, you have not because you ask not. I'm asking everybody, this going to be the top of your prayer list. I know you got need, but we're praying first and foremost, God, will you cause this pandemic to end? I'm asking, listen, there are pastors all over, the, all over Louisiana who are praying, who are asking that congregation, let's pray for the end of this pandemic called COVID-19. God, will you deliver us? God, will you turn it around? Make a commitment. The Bible says commit to the Lord whatever you do. Prepare yourself. Let me just tell you, how do you prepare yourself? Recognize, the Bible says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. When you're making a decision to fast, you got to be willing to change. 
You can't do it. Let me just say, for some of us, let me just say, for all of us, we need to turn off the television. We need to turn off the media. We need to limit our social media time. And that time when we would be engaging in other activity, we're spending time seeking the face of God. We're spending time with Him. That's what fasting is. If you, if you don't pray while you're fasting, you're just on a diet. Let's take time to seek the Lord. We're going to pray in one accord. Every, every, every day at noon, I'm going to be on Facebook Live. I'm going to be leading a time of prayer. I'm going to be joining our governor, and I'm going to be calling us to pray, to pray for our nation, to pray for our community, to pray that God will heal our land. And I believe that, listen, now here's the last thing. Expect results. I say expect results. God is. This is what I know. Because, not because of who I am, but because of who God is. I'm expecting results. I'm expecting things to turn around. Listen to me. I'm not telling God how to do it, but I'm telling you, I believe that God is going to do it. Come on. I believe that he's going to turn it around. I expect. Listen to me. I believe that when... There, let me just tell you, I have been serving the Lord for 40 years, almost 41. There has never been one time, there has never been one time when I have asked the Lord, when I've sought the Lord in fasting and prayer, that God did not meet with us in an amazing way. Every major breakthrough I've ever experienced in my life came through a time of prayer and fasting. So I'm asking all of you, some of you got health conditions and you need a breakthrough. Some of you have been battling with drinking. Some of you have been battling with drugs. Some of you have been battling with anger, whatever. And you need a breakthrough. I want you to know, you know how God delivered me from, from anger in my life? Because I took time to fast and pray. Some of you are battling with lust. Anybody ever had a problem with lust? I did. I want you to know how I got delivered. I spent time in prayer and fasting, and God broke me. I, I was rejoicing. I was rejoicing yesterday with my mom. You know, I could have been a casualty. I could have fallen prey to the adulteress. I could have fallen prey to the to the to the to the immoral woman, but God delivered me. Aren't you glad that He delivers through fast, through prayer and fasting? It's not because of what I'm doing, because of who he is. I believe if we'll seek him, I acknowledge I can't do it, but God, you can do it. Slip those hands for, up to God all over this place, and, and we're going to commit this time. Father in heaven, you hear. Your word says your eyes are upon the righteous, and your ears are open to our cry. Father, we commit to seek you. We want your face. We don't just want your hand. We want your presence. God, we choose to seek you with all our heart. God, we seek you. We choose to turn from any sinful, any wicked, any unrighteous ways in our lives. Show us, oh God. Lord, we want you. God, we choose to seek you in fasting that you might hear from heaven, that you might forgive our sins, that you might heal our land. Father, we're calling on you now. If you did it for Ahab, if you did it for Nineveh, then God, we believe you're the same yesterday, today. We blamity. God, will you cancel this pandemic? 
God, we're asking that, that Lord, that, that all over, Lord, we pray not just for Louisiana. We're praying for our nation. Make Louisiana a sign and wonder. Let what happened in this state, let it be a sign to the rest of the United States that they'll hear about a God who answers prayer. That you hear us when we pray. And so, God, as we commit this time, I pray for everyone who's committing to fasting and praying in some way. That, God, that you'll give them grace. That you'll give them strength. That you'll bless them, Lord God. That, God, that, that for the next three days, starting Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, that, God, we're going we're gonna to seek you as never before. And, God, we are in expectancy because your word says you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. So, God, we have confidence that you're going to answer. We have confidence that you're going to respond. We have confidence that, God, you're going to move in a mighty We have confidence that you're going to turn it around. God, thank you for our governor. Thank you for his wife. Thank you for our leaders who are calling, who are leading by example in fasting and prayer. Bless them. Put a hedge around them. Watch over them, Lord God. And God, we pray, may you get all the glory in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, come on, let's thank God for it. Come on. Come on, let's thank God.